How can blindness lead to affairs and what can be done instead? That's what we cover in this video. And I believe kind of like what you were saying, uh, Matthew, about the defensiveness, how we respond, how we invalidate, how we continue to make them feel unsafe. So now we've identified, oh, here's, here's this great big thing that's been a cancer in our marriage that I was completely unaware of. Let's talk about that. Let's, you know, let me share my hurt about what you've done. Well, I'm going to invalidate you. In fact, I'm going to, I'm going to ramp up the conversation to the point you don't want to talk to me anymore because I'm actively intimidating you. That's one, that's one way defensiveness goes, right? I, I can shut down this conversation by scaring you. Another way I can shut down the conversation is by leaving the room. I don't, I don't have to get loud. I don't have to get defensive. I can just tune you out. That was my method. Yeah. Mm. Both of those are equally damaging because they both invalidate the other person's pain. Yeah. You know, and that's where it becomes like, okay, he must not care about me. That's right. You know, and I could tell her a million ways. Yes, I care about you. And then when she would bring up her pain and I would get defensive, I couldn't have said more clearly, no, I really don't. I really don't care about you enough yeah. to stop worrying about what's going to happen to me. Yes. It's like prioritizing yourself over them. It's like, I loved my wife but I cared about my feelings more than I cared about hers, mm -hmm. period. I, I, there's no way to sugarcoat that. I, I didn't think about it that way because that sounds so gross, but it is absolutely the math result of what I did yeah. or, or didn't do. Yeah. 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 The and, way we put it, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. The way we put that particular thing is, yeah, he cares about you. He just cares about himself a little bit more. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's, there's emotional abuse there. Yes, sir. It's just, it's abusive to say, please tell me about your pain, but don't say it in a way that's going to upset me. Don't do it in a way that's going to challenge me. Don't do it in a way that I feel bad about. I mean, it's like, so then she feels stuck or the, you know, whatever, however the partners are, are paired, you know, that other person feels stuck to say, I need you to care about me. And, and we're back to the Maslow's hierarchy, right? She's, she's feeling like I am not safe. And he's feeling like we're not respecting me. You know, you're not giving me, <laughs> you know, you're not letting me stay in the lofty clouds while you're down there just scraping to, to get by. Yeah. And, um, like, Don't ruin my good time. Yeah. <laughs> in a in a in a really sick way that's that's what it's like but you know and we've we've consistently seen um even emotional affairs and you know, emotional affairs are tricky but basically it's it's sharing a part of your life with another person who's not your spouse in a way that's you're giving them greater details, greater vulnerability than you are to your spouse. Yeah. Right. It, I'm sorry. Please go ahead. You go ahead. I, I was just, I was, I, my inclination was to add that to 
the 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 list of like sex related like transgressions and relationships because that betrayal and in my experience with the feedback of like my readers and things like that is that emotional affairs absolutely meet the betrayal threshold of physical affairs and 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 occasionally usurp them for some people some people frankly crave that intimacy crave that that connection frank like 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 more than sex like there's just some people who value that more and um for that to be given to someone else and what i think is so interesting about something like an emotional affair and frankly a physical affair because they can i think one frequently leads to the other that it's not always this sort of like pursuit of lust and like sexual gratification sometimes it's truly this like craving of connection and i think in the context of my work it really makes sense why people do that two people very honestly truly believe that the other person is like rejecting them and this cycle that was my marriage and this cycle that was so many other people's marriages and we feel like rejected by one another's partners and i got to tell you sleeping i still live in the same house sleeping down the hall in the guest room and when you get to month 12 13 14 15 of sleeping in the guest room it's incredible the stuff you can talk yourself into it's incredible how you can justify like having i i, I want to be careful about the way i want the word intimacy to be like misinterpreted but but the to have intimate conversations with people that don't make you feel bad with people who feel like like seem to care about you and are your friend and don't reject you and want you and people make those connections in socially and in their work all of the time and i think it's a story that makes sense is it betrayal absolutely but it's like we don't recognize that the paper cuts that we're contributing to our marriage are what set the stage for the other person i do not mean to be an apologist for affairs of any level but it i do think it makes so much sense in the context of human want and need to crave connection with human beings and occasionally that manifests as an opposite sex relationship that's totally inappropriate for for marriage but the marriage is like dying and being poisoned on the vine which is why people are trying to you know like find water so to speak elsewhere right yeah. So I want to um kind of round out. We deal with some guys who will take what you said and go, "See, this is why I should have an affair." So I yeah, want to round that out and go, if you really want connection, the connection that Matt's talking about, you get help and you figure out how to have that with somebody you have so many more memories with. So somebody that you have built a life with. I mean, if you could have whatever you're looking for in whatever emotional affair partner you're looking at or searching for if you could have that within your marriage why the heck not and honestly it doesn't your resistance to owning your crap is what's going to make it difficult after that if you could just learn 10 things that really help her that will get you on a very quick path to healing Yeah. So it's not that difficult. Right. Yeah. You will and you won't doing it that way you will not die with regrets. Yeah. I I I pray that I didn't come off as 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 sort of like excusing that. Um because here's 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 the math of what I I laid out. 
and, and, and the, what I think of as the average relationship built on my own story. Cause I'm you know guilty of the vast majority of these things. I do things or don't do things that do not meet my wife's emotional needs. She comes to me expressing pain, trying to recruit me to be part of the problem, uh, recruit me to be part of the solution to make the pain go away. And I invalidate her and I make her emotions her responsibility. And so I'm in this perpetual state of invalidation and failing to consider my wife. And very, very slowly over many years, she begins to feel neglected, abandoned, abused, unloved. And then the relationship deteriorates and I no longer like how my wife makes me feel. Mm-hmm. And then that guy who feels very honestly confused, perplexed, you know, can, can, can go out and pursue connection elsewhere under the delusional narrative that his wife doesn't want him anyway. But I just want to make it clear that the actual story is this guy and this scenario denied his wife things that were required for her to have the requisite amount of safety and trust in their relationship. He denied her love in action, in practice, and then didn't take any responsibility for the consequences of that. And then instead of doing anything about it, pursues ex- like external relationships in order to like feel better, right. mm-hmm. like a drug, you know, like anything like any feel good thing or any like addictive behavior in the world. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I forgive me for skipping the part where I think it makes sense, but I don't mean it makes sense. And I, I think it's like, it's easy to understand how it happens, but it happens because of this fundamental blindness or refusal to accept responsibility for the pain we cause others, yeah. even maybe especially when we don't intend to harm. Yeah. That's when it's most difficult to accept responsibility. Yeah. Because we, we don't think we did anything wrong. Right. Yeah. And right. I don't, yeah, you didn't, you didn't advocate for it. We just work with guys who would absolutely twist your words. Sure. <laughs> to be clear. Yeah. There are other options. The, so one of my blind spots or one of those, I, I think it's a delusion that, that we get from Hollywood, which, you know, if you're basing healthy relationship off of anything in Hollywood, you're, I'm starting in the wrong place, but, um, you know, we, we get in, I got into this fantasy that if she was the right person for me, the things that feel difficult with her wouldn't, wouldn't feel difficult. They would, it would all be natural. Me, you know, like you said, your, your, your story of leaving dishes by the sink, she would be like, Oh, well, that's helpful to me. You know, it would have it would have worked for her in in my perfect little fantasy world of how relationship works. You mean like she would go, Oh, I love doing dishes. Thank you so much for <laughs> Yeah, you know, that 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 yeah, that somehow that all of this would work with the quote unquote right person, you know, and I I've seen this with some of my clients where they're like, well, you know, I wish, I wish I had somebody that just had a little bit more sunshine in their personality. And it's like, well, if you would stop raining on every parade that they have, they might have some sunshine, in their you know, and they just, they fundamentally cannot connect with exactly what you're saying. And so then, then the, the affair, whether physical or emotional or even purchased affair. Yes, sir. Begins out of this idea that somehow 
this, this couldn't be the right person because this is way too hard, you know? And well, this is way too hard because I think it should be easy as opposed to it being work, as opposed to it being challenging, right? Engaging with another human being is challenging because it takes risk on my part. It takes risk on their part. There's things that we don't necessarily agree on, you know, that's bigger and more important than our taste in music, you know, that, that there's, there's other fundamental things that, that make life challenging. And most of us come into these things with a history a lot like yours and mine, Matt. Going to someone for help is not like, oh, there's something wrong with you. Going to someone for help is finally recognizing um, if I'm going to build a marriage, I need a completely different tool set because this socket wrench just is not helping me. (laughs) It's just not doing, it's not doing the work that I needed to do. And so asking someone for help is, again, it's not weakness. This is the place of saying, no, I finally want to start doing this well, you know. Thanks for joining us. And next time we will be discussing the concept of what if the goal is to have an affair? We hope to see you then.